my, my heart is, is full today, and I feel the richness and the presence of God in this room on this morning. Why don't we just, why don't we just let the Lord do what he would really like to do here today, and that is just open the, the heavens and pour out his blessings and his spirit upon this room today. Church is not by accident. You don't show up by accident, and God don't show up by accident. We're here because we're here because we love him and we're going to be blessed today. The weatherman caused me to have to get up very early this morning because I wasn't really prepared to preach a full-fledged sermon this week. We were going to have parking lot praise and have a great time, but I, uh, and you know that we couldn't do that with the possibility of rain. It probably won't rain a drop since we called everything off, but uh, we can't take that chance. I'm pretty sure that there will be no weathermen in heaven. Because the Bible said all liars shall have their part of the lake of fire. Amen. <laughs> if you're weatherman, I'm only picking. But uh, nevertheless, we had no choice. And I know, I'm, I've been pastoring long enough and preaching long enough till I read things well. And some folks just took off today because they thought we was going to have parking lot praise and they wouldn't be missed in their pew. Guess what? We fooled them. We came to church and their pew's empty. Amen. But you're here and God's here and that's all that matters. And the Lord has a word for us today. Amen. He has a word for us today. I am uh, I'm not going to read a text per se, but I'm going to give you in the next little bit what I feel like the Lord wants us to hear. Amen. Anybody here want to go to heaven? I want to go to heaven, amen, and I don't care what it takes, I want to get there, and so I, I just, uh, I want to give you some things that will help you along your way today, and these are things that you know, and I thought while I was preparing this morning, what I felt the Lord speak to me early this morning, I, I thought, you know, this is so really elementary to people who have been around the church for so long, but it's, it's, it's like Sometimes we think we have to be so, uh, let, me, let, me, let me find the right word for that. We have to be deep, and we have to have something nobody's heard before, and we have to say things that nobody's heard before. Well, I'm not coming this morning to say things that you've not heard before. As a matter of fact, my little message today will remind us of how great God is. I'm going to preach this morning on the God of the impossible. Somebody say it with me, the God of the impossible. Is there anybody in this room that's ever felt like there were things in your life that were literally impossible to overcome or situations that were impossible to handle or things that you just did not know how to deal with? I, I, just for the sake of, of knowing again, I looked uh, the word up this morning uh, in the dictionary, and the definition of impossible is this. If an action or event is impossible, that means it cannot happen and cannot be achieved. 
That's the definition of impossible in the Cambridge Dictionary. Here's another one. It says an impossible situation is extremely difficult to deal with or to solve. Have you ever looked at people and said they're impossible? Have you ever looked at a crisis in your life and said, this just seems impossible? Have you ever looked at a situation in your job or in your finances and said, this just seems impossible? That means it's an action or an event that is not going to be achieved or to take place. Well, I've come to tell you on this Sunday morning that God lives and moves and breathes and does his work in the realm of the impossible. He is the God of the impossible. The Bible tells us very clearly, and I want to give you a few things to think about along the way this morning. When the rich young ruler approached Jesus and said, Good Master, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus looked back at him. You'll find the story in the Gospels. And he said to him, you must keep the commandments. And of course, this young man felt very good about what he said because he said to Jesus, I've done that from my youth up. I've always kept the commandments. But the Lord looked back at him and said, thou lackest one thing. And of course, you and I know this story. But the Lord said to him, he said, go take all that you have and sell and give to the poor and take up a cross and follow me. It was in this particular setting that Jesus then said these words in Matthew chapter 19 and verse 23. The Bible said, then Jesus said unto his disciples, verily I say unto you that a rich man shall hardly enter into the kingdom of heaven. And again, I say unto you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of heaven. And when his disciples heard it, they were exceedingly amazed, saying, who then can be saved? But Jesus beheld them. He looked upon them. And he said unto them, with, the, with men, somebody say it with me, with men, this is impossible. But with God, come on, I need some help up in here. But with God, all things, somebody shout all things. All things are impossible or possible. With men, it's impossible. But with God, there are no impossibilities. And then Mark came along and told the same story in Mark chapter 10. And his words were this, Jesus looked upon them and said, with men it is impossible, but not with God, for with God all things are possible. Luke came along and told the exact same story in Luke chapter 18 and then in verse 27. He said, these things which are impossible with men are possible with God. I've come to tell you on this Sunday morning that there are no impossibilities with God. All things, all crises, all situations, all circumstances, 
all sickness, all disease, all finances, all marriage, all relationships, all concepts, all world problems. Everything is in the hands of a God that works in the realm of the impossibility. I still believe in miracles. How about you? I still believe God can when I can't. I still believe he's big enough to take everything into his hands. When the angel appeared unto Mary, when she was about to bring forth the Christ child, in Luke chapter 1 and verse 34, the Bible said, Mary said unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? And the angel said to her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be thee shall be called the Son of God. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she, she hath also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. For God, verse 37, for with God nothing shall be impossible. There it is again. I've come to tell you he can create a baby in a womb without a woman knowing a man. He can, he can fling stars into space and name them and call them by their name. He can speak a word and create the heavens of the earth. He did not do it with his hands. He spoke and there was a world. He spoke and there was light. He spoke and the seas were there. He spoke and made everything you and I enjoy today. I've come to tell you that's the God I'm serving on this Sunday morning and I've come to preach faith to somebody this morning. What you think God can't do, he can do. And not only can he do, he will do because he is the God of the impossible. Hallelujah. Everybody's encountered things in your life where you thought there was no hope. You've seen things, and maybe, and I thought this in the morning, this morning in prayer, God just dropped this on me. I didn't come here this morning intending to preach this, but God just dropped it on me, and I felt in my spirit there are people that are going to be in this room today that you are up against things that seem impossible, circumstances and situations that you don't know how to handle. It may be with your kids. It may be with your mom or dad. It may be with your best friend. It may be with your enemy. I don't know, but I know that God is here to tell somebody, you need to put that in my hands because what you can't handle, I can. What you can't do, I can. I'm bigger than you are, and I can speak one word, and it can all be okay. Hallelujah. You know what we need in this building today? We need to believe that again, that he is the God of the impossible. I've been down to pray many times and said, God, I don't know how you're going to do this. I don't know what it's going to take. But let me tell you what the Bible said. His ways are high above our ways. 
and his thoughts are high above our thoughts. And the Bible said he works in mysterious ways, his wonders to perform. He can do it while you don't even know it's happening. He can come through the back door while you're looking for him in the front door. He can take care of it while you're still praying about it. Somebody ought to help me preach up in here today. I know we don't have the crowd we normally have, but we can have church here today if somebody would get with me because God wants somebody to know that the miracles aren't over and the miracles are still going to happen. Hallelujah. Here's what we need. You ready? We need now faith. Somebody shout now faith. We don't need yesterday faith. We don't need tomorrow faith. We need now faith. I've preached many times from the story where Jesus didn't show up on time for Lazarus when he died. You know, they sent for him, but he didn't come. Four days later, Jesus showed up. Four days later. And Martha was so upset with Jesus, she said, Lord, if you'd have been here, my brother wouldn't have died. She rested her faith on on yesterday. It's easy to have that kind of faith. I remember when we had old-fashioned, I remember when somebody got healed. I remember when God did this. It's easy to, to rest your faith on, if you would have been here, my brother wouldn't have died. So Jesus answered her this way. He said, Martha, your brother's going to live again. And she said, oh, I, I, I know, I know. He's going he's to live again in the resurrection. That's not what he said. He said, your brother's going to live again. She went from yesterday till tomorrow. She went from believing God could do it yesterday to believing God could do it in the future. He's going to rise again in the resurrection. He said, no, 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 you still don't understand me. Here's what Jesus said. I am. Somebody say, that's present tense. He said, I am the resurrection and the life. And he that believeth on me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. He said, you need to quit floating. In essence, this is what he said. You need to quit putting me on yesterday and floating your faith in something that's going to happen tomorrow. You need to understand that I'm here right now. Your brother's about to rise again. There's a miracle coming for you. We need now faith. We don't need yesterday's faith. We need faith today. I'm helping somebody here today. Quit putting it off till tomorrow. Quit saying someday. Quit saying God's going to do it someday. I want to tell you, God walked into this room when you walked in this morning, and he wants to do it today. He wants to do it right now. He wants to give you a miracle in your life before you leave this building today. He wants to change some things. He's come to change the furniture in your house, darling. And if you'll let him, God will do something great for you. I want somebody to jump up on your feet and shout hallelujah. We need some now faith. Now faith. Right now faith. God's going to do it today. God's going to do it now. You know what now faith is? It's in Hebrews chapter 11. It's in Hebrews chapter 11. The Bible said now faith Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, but the evidence of things not seen. You're just believing for it, but it's not there yet. You're just saying, God, I'm taking it by faith today. Now faith means that you're believing for the the evidence of things that you don't even see. Faith is not something you see. Faith is something you believe. Faith is something that you trust in. Faith, 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 just a little bit of faith. You don't need a whole lot. Just use what you got. 
You can have faith as a grain of a mustard seed and say unto a mountain, remove you hence into yonder sea and it shall be done. I'm talking about the God of the impossible. He operates when we get in the realm of faith. You look at the impossibilities in the Bible that God took care of. My Lord, have mercy. There's enough things in there. There's enough things in the scripture for us to believe in that I could preach half a day and not touch them all. But let me just give you a little quick synopsis of some of the things that God done. If God, if God can give Abraham and Sarah a baby and Abraham's 100 and Sarah's 90, if God can do that, who knows that God did do that? Matter of fact, when he told Sarah she's going to have a baby, she done like most of us would have done. She lied. Ninety, having a baby. Hello. Can you imagine? That'd make the inquiry in 2021. Ninety, having a baby. Are you kidding me? But God did. And his name was Isaac. And he was the promised child. As a matter of fact, Abraham and, and Sarah, they didn't really believe that was going to take place. So finally Sarah said, I tell you what, you, you just go in with Hagar. And he did. And, I, and Abraham had a, a baby with Hagar. And his name was Ishmael. And guess what? Those two babies grew into grown men and grew into nations and they're fighting while we're talking here today. That's still going on in the land, the old land, the, the, the war between Ishmael and Isaac is still happening. That's why you have Palestinian and Jews. I'm not going into all that, but I'm just telling you, don't discredit God. God said, Abraham, I'm going to give you a son and Sarah, you're going to bring forth a child. And, and when God says it, God means it. He can do what man cannot do. It's not, it's not what you think, it's what God said. It's not what you believe, it's what God said. You have to believe what God said because if God can do it for Abraham and Sarah, he can perform your miracle. If God can provide a sacrifice on a mountain for Abraham when he's about to give his own son, when he can put a ram in the bushes and there provide a sacrifice, God can do it for us. When God saved Moses from being killed, it was not an accident. When every other baby was destroyed, Moses was saved by the hand of God. God knows how to perform a miracle in the midst of murder. He can open up red seas. He can rain manna out of the sky. He can send water gushing out of a rock to, feed, to, to, to quench the thirst of three to five million Israelites. How can he do that? Because he's God. I'm not God. He's God. But what I can't do, he can do. He can still feed the hungry. He can still provide water. He can still be the God that we need in 2021. Hallelujah. Who else can make the sun stand still? Who else can make the walls of Jericho fall with just a shout? Who else can open up a Jordan River so the children of Israel can walk through? Who other Celts can open up a Red Sea so the children of Israel can walk through? Who else can protect you when you're in a den of lions, when they're growling and they're mad and they want to eat you, but he locks their jaws? God can.
Hallelujah. The God of impossibilities. I want to build your faith today. Now faith. Who else can raise a Lazarus from the dead? Who else can quench a fiery furnace? Who else can heal lepers of an incurable disease? Who else can turn water into wine at the wedding feast? Who else can feed 5,000 people with just two fish and five loaves of bread? Who can do that? I can't do that. But he can. He can. You know why? When you've done all he can do, he can take over. When you give it your best shot, he just wants you to back up out of the way because that's when God starts working. When you don't know how to handle it, God says, give it to me. I'll take care of it. I'm preaching to somebody in this room today that's wrestling with issues in your life. And you're wrestling with situations in your life. I know what I'm talking about because I feel it in the Holy Ghost. And the, 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 the Bible lets us know without a doubt that the miracle working God is still the miracle working God. I used this scripture a few day, weeks ago, a couple weeks ago. The Bible said Jesus Christ the same yesterday and today and forever. He said, I am God and I change not. I'm not going to change. I'm just going to be who I am. And so the same God that spoke worlds into existence lives inside of me. And when I'm wringing my hands, not knowing where to go, I'll tell you where I go. Not one time, but every time. I'll tell you where I go to when I have a situation that I don't know what to do. I take it all to Jesus because he's the miracle worker and he's the God of miracles and he can do it when my hands are not big enough to handle the problem. 32nd verse of Hebrews says this way, and what shall I more say? For the time should fail me to tell of Gideon and Barak and of Samson and of Jephthah and of David also and of Samuel and of the prophets who through faith, through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of the weakness were made strong, waxed valiant in flight, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. Women received their dead, raised to life again, and others were tortured, not accepting deliverance that they might obtain a better resurrection. And others had trial of cruel mockings and scourgings, yea, moreover of bonds and imprisonment. And that that chapter is called the chapter of the heroes of faith. You know why? Because they understood and they realized that he is the God of impossibilities. When there's mountains on each side and Pharaoh's armies behind, nobody can open that Red Sea but God. Nobody. My dad used to say all the time, I can hear him now, He'd be preaching like I'm preaching today. And he'd say, do you have any rivers you think are uncrossable? Anybody ever remember him saying that? Do you have any mountains you can't tunnel through? God specializes in things impossible. And he can do what no other can do. So I ask you again today, do you have a mountain? Do you have a river? Do you have a situation?
Do you have a problem that you think it's impossible? God has a way of stepping into the bleakest situation and promising victory. In fact, it's those times when God chooses to work the most often because when God brings flood out of drought and feast out of famine, everybody knows it's God's work and not ours. He don't want us getting glory. You believe what you want to. He wants all the glory. He said, I am a jealous God. And beside me there is no other. That's why, that's why when he steps in, he knows at a particular space and time that people will know nobody can do this but God. This has to be a God thing. Because let me tell you, when God does it, God delights in working where men can't work. He delights in bringing answers to supper situation that stump men. God delights in doing what man says can't be done. He says, my glory I won't share with anybody else. I won't share with another one. And he specializes in possibilities. That's the God we're serving today. Where is your faith? Can't you believe that if he once did it, he will do it again? Ah! Do you have any rivers you think are uncrossable? Do you have any mountains you don't know how to tunnel through? God specializes in things impossible. Interestingly enough, listen, many times that God speaks increase and multiplication to us, the time that we're in, in, in loss and barrenness, God's saying, it's coming, it's going to happen. You know what? He knew what we were going to encounter in the very last days. That's why he said, in the last days, saith God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. And he goes on to tell about the great revival of the end time. Are you listening to me today? Doesn't matter how bleak the situation is. Doesn't matter what you're up against. This is where our faith steps up and where the promises of God can be tested. God spoke to Abraham and gave him a promise. Let me tell you something. We talk about coming out. Let me talk about this for just a moment. We talk about coming out of our situation. Well, I'm coming out. Well, let me tell you, before you ever come out, you got to go in. Think about it with me. Before you, go, before you come out, you got to go in. Everybody agree with me? Let me give you some things. Before God spoke to Abraham and gave him the promise to get out, Then, all of a sudden, there's an immediate famine. He said, he's a, there's a promise between Bethel and Ai, and, and, and then immediately, all of a sudden, there's a famine. You had to go in. Joseph was given a dream by God. It didn't happen until he went in to Egypt, and then he came out. Are you with me? David was anointed king of Israel, but God sent him back to be a shepherd boy. And he had to go through some things before he became the king of Israel. The widow woman was promised increase by Elijah while she was preparing to die. You gotta go in before you can get out. You won't know how bad God is till you get out of something that you've been in. 
I hope I'm making sense to you. God promised that he would bring a living, breathing army back to life while Ezekiel was staring at dry bones and, and, and no life at all. But see, you got to go in before. There's got to be a, a need for a miracle before there is a miracle. There's got to be something that you're in before God can get you out. One song said, if I never had a problem, I'd never know God could solve them. But through it all, I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God. Jesus was baptized to fulfill every bit of the law. And then immediately when he was baptized, he went into the wilderness. He went into the wilderness. You say, God's promise is always followed by God's proving ground. Here's the, pro- here's the situation. God don't, don't have to prove himself when everything's going good. That's why he lets us get in a valley. That's why he lets us go through a trial. That's why we get up against things that we don't know how to handle. He wants to show you he's God. He is the God of your impossibility. And when you think, well, I don't know how to get along with that coworker. I don't know what I'm going to do with this one, that, that one. I don't know what I'm going to have to I'm I'm going to handle that relationship in my life. My family's in a mess. Let me tell you what God can do. He can take your family in the palm of his hand and he can fix it all in just a moment's time because he is the God of impossibilities. God's promise is always followed by his proving ground. Help me out, Toby. It's easy to trust God in times of surplus, but can you trust him when you're barren? It's easy to trust time at God in the time of feasting, but can you trust Him in the time of famine? It's easy to trust God when the economy's good and overtime is plenty, but can you trust Him when you're laid off and the check's not coming in? It's easy to trust God for great revival when the music's playing and the church is worshiping, but can you trust God when things are not looking so well? The greatest test of our faith comes when God says, I will. And we look around, but he hasn't yet. Did you hear what I just said? The greatest test of our faith is when God said, I will. But we look around and it hadn't happened yet. What are you going to do? I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to proclaim him the God of impossibility. I'm going to tell you he still is. I'm going to tell you he's still going to perform his promise. He's still going to do what he said he was going to do. He's still going to be the God that I know, the God of impossibilities. And just because he hasn't done it yet don't mean he's not going to do it. But I'm going to believe him with now faith. I'm going to stand on the things that I know right now. Here's what 2 Peter 3 and 9 said. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise as some men count slackness. God's going to do what he said he was going to do. I promise you today, God's going to do what he said he was going to do. you got to keep holding on. They that sow in tears are going to reap in joy. And he that goeth forth bearing weepeth bearing fresh, precious seed is going to come again. Doubtless shall come again with rejoicing and bringing sheaves with him. You can't see it. But it's happening. Faith is not what you see. It's what you believe. It's not what you see right now. But you've got to have now faith for it. You've got to say, God, I'm believing it right now. The God of impossibility. I don't know who I'm preaching to exactly today, but here's what I know. There may be something in your life that you don't know what to do. And you've literally said, it just seems impossible. 
Would you just do something with me today? Could I just get every one of you to bow your heads for a moment today? I don't want anybody in this building looking around right now. How many of you will confess to me and me and the Lord? We're the only ones going to see you. I got some things in my life that seem impossible, preacher. But I, I, I know what you're saying today is truth. Is there anybody here that would confess that to me? I've got some things that seem impossible. I see hands all over this room today. I see some things that are happening. It's impossible. I don't know how it's going to happen. I feel the Holy Ghost in this room today. The God of the impossible is in this house. Here's what he wants me to tell you today. Just trust him. Just believe him today. Bring it all and place it at the feet of Jesus. Don't make him the God of yesterday. Don't make him the God of tomorrow. Make him the God of right now. And what you are looking at today can suddenly turn around. Can suddenly turn around. Stand all over this house with me right now. The old song says, Faith can move mountains, mountains of fear and of doubt. Faith can move mountains, so why don't you try your faith out. Would you say it with me? Faith can move mountains. Mountains of fear and of doubt. Faith can move mountains. So why don't you try your faith out? Just, just listen to me for a moment. Every chain that has you bound, God can break today. Every mindset of doubt and fear, God can break today. Everything you're struggling with in your life, God can break and fix today. Everything. He knows right where you are. He saw you before you got here this morning. He saw you before I prayed for what God wanted me to say this morning. And I'm not saying new things. I'm saying old things. But I'm refreshing some of your mind to make sure you understand that He knows where you are. And He understands what you're going through. And he's the God of the impossible.